0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Hey, we're just so thrilled that you're watching online with us. And boy, do I have a powerful message for you this morning. The title of my message this morning is The Adversity enigma the adversity enigma believe it or not God is perfectly at home in adversity in the beginning the Bible says God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and void and darkness covered the face of the deep those two words in the Hebrew formless and void are the words tohu and bohu it means chaos dysfunction disorder Darkness is covering everything, but then what a magnificent contrast. God speaks and God says, let there be lights into the midst of the chaos, into the midst of the disorder, the dysfunction, and into the midst of overwhelming darkness. God sends forth His Word from His lips and immediately light enters the universe. This is the beginning of everything changing from a chaotic state into order. The word brings light and the light is separated into light and day, day and night. Then it moves from there into the establishing of the heavens and the earth, and the waters, and the sea, and the dry land, and the vegetation, and the animals, and the birds, and the wildlife, and the fish, and then it culminates with man. This beautiful paradisic garden. I want you to understand that right now maybe your life looks like Genesis 1. It's a, there's a reason that that's how the Bible opens. It's a, There's a reason that that's how God introduces Himself. He is perfectly at home in your chaos and your disorder i know that to be true because 34 years ago on a beach jesus christ came into my chaos he came into my tohu my bohu my chaos my disorder my life was overwhelmed with darkness addiction dysfunction brokenness rejection despair and god began to inject his word and every time he spoke that word began to transform 10 times in Genesis 1. God says, let there be, and it was so. Can I just tell you today, you're the smartest people because you're leaning in, you're tuning in to Awaken Church SD online to hear a great word. I want you to know that God is perfectly at home in adversity, in fact, the adversity enigma what, what puzzles me is that most people think that God needs good conditions to bless your life. God needs a good economy, then you can be blessed. God needs the right wind, then you can sail. God needs the right amount of rainfall and the right kind of soil, and then your plants can flourish and prosper. God needs the right economy, and then you can begin to do, it, do well in advance. But that's not what the bible teaches the bible teaches that god brings multiplication out of persecution that he brings promotion out of injustice he brings blessing out of cursing he brings life out of death he brings beauty and order out of chaos it's what he does all the time you know uh, the bible says jesus speaking in john 12 24 about himself he says unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it'll remain a single seed. But if that kernel of wheat would fall into the ground and die, it'll produce much fruit. In other words, inside the seed is the potential for an entire garden, for an entire forest. One orange seed can produce literally over generations an entire orange juice factory. An entire orchard filled with oranges comes out of one seed. They say that any botanist can tell you how many seeds there are in an orange, but only God knows how many oranges there are inside a single seed. God is a unlimited, limitless, almighty, powerful God, but he, He's teaching us something in John 12, 24, that there's a birthing process, and the birthing process that God uses to promote you and I is adversity. Jesus says when you see these things know that that the end is near. know that great things are about to take place, know that the kingdom is about to come, these are the beginning of birth pains. Jesus said about Himself for me to bring resurrection and everlasting life and forgiveness of sins there's a cross I need to to bear and there's a crucifixion I must endure, there's a death and burial I have to undertake but baby there's a resurrection on the other side. I want you to know that God is a resurrection God. So in give you three thoughts today in fact i want to pull three enigmas out of the adversity what adversity what adversity doesn't just um bring forth what adversity actually reveals about the nature of god the first thing i need you to understand is a thing called flow flow a lot of people think of heaven as a place and absolutely it is a place. Is a geographical? Well, I'm not sure that the maps of the earth can understand the, the conceptual complexities of heaven. But the greatest way that you can understand heaven, the way that the scriptures have revealed heaven, heaven is a flow. The Bible teaches us in Luke chapter eight, reading from verse 43, that there is a, a woman who has an issue of blood. She's had this issue for 12 years. The Bible says that she spent all her livelihood, all her money on the physicians and the doctors. But instead of them being able to heal her, she grew worse. Then when she heard about Jesus, the Bible says she came behind Him in the the press, and she touched the hem of His garment. And the Bible says in verse 44, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. So she had a flow, she had a leak, she had something flowing out of her that was depleting her, that was bringing her into debt, that was bringing her into weakness. That was, there was a flow out. But the Bible says that when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? Well, everybody denied it. And Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes are thronging you and press you. And you say, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody touched me. Watch this. For I perceived power going out from me. Now, when the woman, verse 47, saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people, the reason that she touched Him and how she was healed immediately. Then Jesus said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well, go in peace. I want you to understand that in this time of adversity, there's an enigma that God wants to show you that God's power flows in your adversity. God's power flows in your time of difficulty, in your time of lack, in your time of chaos, in your time of struggle. This woman was not in a great place. She spent everything that she had. She was already sick. Now she's broke and sick. It's like her entire world, her entire economy is tohu bohu, is chaos and disorder. But when she comes to Jesus, she grabs a hold of His garment. What flows from Him is greater than the flow from her. It immediately ceases, the flow from her, as it fills her with health, as it fills her with life, as it restores vitality. I want you to understand in this time of COVID-19, in this time of economic, economic shutdown, in this time of social distancing, if you cling to Jesus, you'll find that there's a flow. A little boy has five loaves and two fish. He hands them to the disciples and the disciples look and they say, these are five loaves and two fish. What are they amongst so many? But Jesus does something. He says, bring them to me. Bring them to me because in the little boy's hand, five loaves, two fish, insufficient. In your unbelieving hands, five loaves and two fish, insufficient. But if you bring them to me because I am the Son of Heaven. I am the gate. I am the door. God revealed Himself in the Bible as El Shaddai. El Shaddai means the self-sustaining one, the all-resourceful. God didn't need any assistance when He created everything. There's a word called ex nihilo, which means that God creates something out of nothing. He doesn't need any help or assistance. He can create everything. He is the self-sustaining one. He is the all resourceful one. And Jesus is trying to reveal the Father to us. So He says, come and bring the five loaves and the two fish to me because I'm connected to El Shaddai. And watch what happens as I begin to break them and give them to you to hand out. And the Bible says it began to multiply. Why did it multiply? Because Jesus was accessing a heavenly flow. If you're a born again Christian, I need you to understand, do not allow the narrative And the talking points and the commentary of the world discourage your heart and get you to retract and go down to Egypt and go to the world's ways of doom and gloom and naysay and negativity. If anything, reach out beyond the crowd. There were people happy to be around Jesus. Every church has a lot of people around Jesus. But one woman... Decided, I don't want to just be content to be around. I want to lay hold of God. I want to lay hold of His promises. I want to lay hold of His power. I want to lay hold of His goodness. I want to lay hold of His faithfulness. And because of that, there was a flow that went from Jesus into her this is what I've discovered in my life that there's a flow the Old Testament tells a story in 2 Kings chapter 4 about a widow she's just lost her husband she's got two sons her husband was a son of the prophets but left them in terrible debt crippling debt so the debt collector was coming to take the two sons to put them into to slavery she comes to Elisha and Elisha says well what have you got she goes what have I got I got nothing Don't you understand? I've spent everything and I can't pay off this debt. All I've got is a little bit of oil. He says, go borrow. Borrow as many empty vessels as you can. Go into the house, lock the door behind you and begin to pour out. Don't borrow a few. Borrow as many vessels as you can. So the Bible says, her and her sons went and knocked on all the neighbors' doors, gathered all these vessels. And as they began to pour out the oil, it filled one vessel after another, after another, after another, after another. Till we get to 2 Kings 4 verse 6. 2 Kings 4 4, verse 6, she said to her sons, bring another vessel. And they said, there isn't another vessel. And then the oil ceased flowing. So, it wasn't that the oil ran out. Heaven had no problem. Heaven, heaven was orchestrating the flow. It was the demand on earth had ceased. When there was no more demand on earth, the oil that was flowing from heaven began to stop. The devil doesn't want you to understand this truth. The devil doesn't want you to receive this power. There is an enigma, a power principle that in the midst of your adversity, the devil wants you to go to fear, not faith. He wants you to shrink back. He doesn't want you to put a demand on God. How do we put a demand on God, you say? By reminding God of His Word, by coming to Him in faith. As you come to God in faith, there is a flow that is unlocked towards God's faith, God's Word and power always flows towards those in faith. Jesus said to the woman, daughter, Your faith has made you well Go in peace Really when we look at it She had faith before she touched him Come on Jesus It was your power She even said so herself Her testimony is your power He's like yeah yes Hey I know I've got power I carry power But her faith unlocked that power Don't go to fear, go to faith and let heaven's flow, flow into your life. The second point is God's presence. One of the things you'll find that's another enigma in adversity. Whenever there's been adversity in the scripture, you'll find God's presence. One of my favorite stories is in Daniel chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar builds this, this statue of himself, 60 cubits high 6 cubits wide and, and everyone's meant to bow down and worship it, well there are three boys, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. they refuse to bow down and worship it, when the report comes to, to Nebuchadnezzar he's like is this true, is this true that you defy my edict and my order, they're like it's true O King and he's like right, heat it 7 times harder and then take these three scallywags and throw them in there, we're going to make an example of them and make an example of them? He did. They threw those three men into the fiery furnace. The king sat down and said, ha ha, that'll learn them. And then he looked over and when he looked over, the Bible says the king being astonished stood up in haste in verse 24. And it says that when he looked, he says, did we not throw three men into the fire? They said, true, O king, three men. He says, then why do I see four men in the fire and they are loosed They are not harmed or hurt by the fire. In fact, they're walking around inside the furnace. And then the Bible says he ran near the mouth of the fire and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come out, come out wherever you are. If I was Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, I would have said, no, King, it's lovely in here. Come on in, join us. But they didn't, they came out. And the Bible says when they came out, the entire spectators, the entire kingdoms that were observing and watching this take place saw that not a hair on their head was singed, not a garment was burned or even charred. The smell of fire wasn't even on them the Bible says and then Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before them and said there is no other God who was able to, del- to deliver like this and then Daniel Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were all promoted in that kingdom because of their inability to bow to peer pressure. Right now, the enemy would love you to bow, but this is what I want to say to you, is that uh, there's a kind of a Lois Lane Superman mindset that most Christians have towards God. Most people see God as Superman and Lois Lane on the side of a building. Save me, save me, Superman, save me. And then Lois this is a job for us, and then and then you know Superman comes in, and he's always so he's waiting for a cry to turn up. He's waiting for a cry to turn up. May I suggest to you that Jesus didn't hear the cry because the Bible does not say that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego cried. They didn't cry out. They didn't call out. So it wasn't like the 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 fire or the persecution. Caused Jesus to leave his throne and turn up in the midst to rescue them. Let me tell you this, this is what God showed me. The fire didn't cause Jesus to turn up, the fire exposed and revealed a truth that Jesus is an ever present help in time of trouble all the fire did was reveal that Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you that he is right there he's the fourth man in the fiery furnace there was another in the fire standing next to me there was another in the water holding back the seas that's Jesus my friend David said this in Psalm 23 he said yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death where everyone's opinions is David's walking into a valley to face Goliath to his demise to his death man this is unfair he's about to face a nine foot nine giant what a way to go out look they didn't even put any armor on him they didn't even equip this kid to at least die with dignity but david said yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil because my god is with me his rod and his staff they comfort me what did david feel in the valley He felt the presence of God. He says, I can fear no evil for thou art with me. You're with me. I feel your presence. Because he could feel the presence of God, he knew that day in the valley, Goliath wasn't the biggest giant in the valley. The God whose presence he felt was the giant that day. And we all know the story, the giant that men observed came crashing down. COVID-19 came crashing down. Your your job loss, your 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 lack, your loss, your losses, your financial, your your being made furlough, being shut, lost that day. He came out the other side with the head of Goliath. That's what God's going to do. He's a God of presence. You know, I just saw this. I was uh, with Pastor Leanne, my beautiful wife, as she was speaking at Color Conference, and at Color Conference, uh, we were staying at a, at a hotel. And just down from that hotel, I went for a walk, it was raining, I had a coffee in my hand, and I looked and I saw this hill and trees and a building, and then I remembered it was Hudson Avenue, where literally exactly, almost to the day, 30 years earlier, I sat under that tree, had just left mechanical engineering, thinking, have I just made the greatest boo-boo of my life? I'm about to spend the next two years in Bible college with no guaranteed income, no guaranteed job out of it. I've just left four years of training to become a mechanical engineer. How am I going to survive? My father has just said that he's not going to support me. In fact, he's going to disown me for this. How am I going to make it? But friend, I want you to know that not only did I feel God's presence, but I experienced God's flow. God has neither left me nor forsaken me and God has provided for the last Golly gee, 30 years in ministry. 1990, February 1990, now it was February 2020. I'm standing there just rejoicing in the goodness of God. I want you to know that God is no respecter of persons. If He'll do that for me, He'll do it for you. The last point that I have for you is that another enigma that comes out of adversity is promotion or elevation. Promotion or elevation. In Psalm 105 verse 37, Psalm 105, verse 37. Psalm 105 recounts how God delivered Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage. He had a 400 years of slavery. And He did it with mighty signs and mighty judgments on Pharaoh. He did it, if you can remember, with the blood of the Lamb, the Passover Lamb, which is a picture of Jesus Christ. But then it says this in verse 37. It says that, that when He brought them out, there was not one feeble amongst the tribes. So... Not only did God bring them out with a mighty hand, but people who were working 12, 16 hours a day of backbreaking labor for Pharaoh and the Egyptians. These were slaves. They had the sting of the whip upon their backs. Are you trying to tell me there wasn't one elderly person with, with bad knees, bad hips, with arthritis, with an arthritic condition, with bad feet? Are you trying to... T- There was not one, not one feeble amongst them. So powerful was the blood of the Lamb. So powerful was the deliverance that there wasn't one feeble among them. I want you to know they were in adversity, but God brought them out with health God brought them out with prosperity the next verse says that they got the silver and gold they plundered the Egyptians God doesn't just save you God doesn't just save you and say well you know that's all I can do don't look to me now God saves you he heals you he delivers you he blesses you he transforms you he prospers you he is your God the moment you get saved he brings you out with a mighty hand do you know it was a family that went down to Egypt the Bible says there was a family of Jacob the family of Israel a family of 70. In Egypt, they became slaves. They faced adversity. But what happened is a family goes into Egypt, they face adversity as slaves, but a nation is born out of that adversity. Can I just tell you that whatever adversity you and I face, God uses that adversity as birth pains? Just as a a woman about to give birth has contractions. And the pain is the greatest just before the breakthrough. Everything is difficult. Everything is painful. Everything is a struggle. But then new life emerges and all of a sudden the pain is forgotten. I want you to know that right now, God is bringing some enigmas out of your adversity. God is bringing you out. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who were thrown into the fiery furnace in injustice came out and they were now promoted above the entire region. Daniel, who was thrown into a lion's den, he was falsely accused. And then he was thrown into a lion's den because men conspired. Men had an agenda. But when the king came the next morning, he said, Daniel, has your God been able to deliver you? Daniel said, oh, king, I've done nothing against God and nothing against you. That night, last night, God sent an angel and shut the mouths of the lions and here I am today. The Bible says they lifted Daniel out, they threw the accusers in, and Daniel was at that day set over the entire region, the entire nation, the entire kingdom. What was designed for his death ended in his promotion. We see this again and again with Esther, with Nehemiah, with Mordecai. We see it again and again and again. Your adversity is God wanting to bring elevation and promotion. Your adversity is God wanting to reveal His presence. Your adversity is God wanting to bring His flow. These are the enigmas. These are the puzzles that only with God it makes sense. But let me pray for you right now. If you've never surrendered to Christ, if you're away from God, far from God, friends, you need to come to Jesus now. Maybe you once walked with God, but you turned away, ran away, you're away, come back or maybe you're just watching and you're far from God. Maybe you don't understand God, maybe you're brought up with religion. Friend, I gotta tell you, Jesus loves you too much to just leave you in a religion. Jesus did not die to create religion, He died to repair a broken and severed relationship so that you could actually know the Father, you could know God and be known by God and have His presence have His flow and have His elevation and promotion, have His enigma take place in your adversity. So if that's you, would you just say these words with me out loud? Come on, say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank You right now. You so love me that You sent Jesus, Your only Son, to die on the cross for my sin. Lord Jesus, thank You that when You died on the cross, all my sin was forgiven today I am clean, I am a child of God, heaven is my home, all is forgiven, I am Jesus' servant from this day forward, I am born again, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to hear from you. On the screen just down here right now, there's a word and a number 555-888 would you text that word to that number because we want to get some resources to you we want to bless you because you just made the most powerful decision but if you're watching right now I need to finish up I want to pray for you would you stand in your living room wherever you are right now just stand up turn your palms towards heaven because maybe you're feeling the constriction of that adversity maybe you're feeling the pain of that adversity I want you to know that there's An adversity enigma the God will bring a flow to you in your adversity that will deliver you the God will bring his presence to you that will deliver you and the God in adversity brings promotion and elevation so father I thank you right now for those who are facing job loss I declare whatever lack this woman spent all that she had and God you brought breakthrough Father I declare breakthrough, I declare right now the presence of God flowing into each and every life and I declare promotion and elevation that your sons and daughters will say our God makes a distinction we came out of one of the most difficult seasons, we came out of a trial that will go down in history as in 2020 the COVID-19 virus hit and entire economies ground to a halt but God blessed His people God was able to promote His people because He wasn't dependent on the economies of men, he has his own economy when I bring my tithe into the storehouse he opens the windows of heaven not the economies of earth he opens the windows of heaven and pours out such blessing there's not room enough to contain it I lost a job here but I got a better one over there I lost share and stock over here but God multiplied it back over there we saw God promote us we saw God increase us Father I thank you that that is going to be the testimony of every son and daughter and I speak to right now anybody struggling with sickness and disease the scripture says when God brought them out he brought them out without one feeble among them and I declare right now COVID-19 I rebuke you get you get out of their lives you get out of their worlds you get out of their bodies I reverse the symptoms now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and I declare a healing power flows right now into through and over those beautiful people watching online in Jesus mighty name amen Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awaken Church, go to awakenchurch.com.